and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster, it's Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how are you? Hello. Yeah, all good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I am all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be running through the games coming up this champ- this championship weekend and picking out our best bets. It's been made a bit trickier because... Plenty of games have been called off, so I think we're only dealing with half the usual schedule, which we usually have, but still managed to pick out some good bets. So we'll dip into them in just a sec. As always, please gamble responsibly, and when the fun stops, stop. Jimmy, we'll kick off with how we did last weekend. How did you get on? Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Out, I got against uh, Fulham uh, when they went to Luton. Uh, taking the the home side with a three quarters goals on the Asian handicap, and and that came in as the sides drew. Uh, ironically, though, um, Mitrovic scored the first goal of that game, and I thought it'd be typical after after tipped him in for the last two or three weeks to score any time if he cost me this bet when I when I switched up a bit, but it uh, didn't matter in the end. Uh, my my next best bet was a bit of a disaster actually because I had West Brom centre backs. So I was gonna I was gonna touch them in the any time market, but then. COVID, they had a COVID outbreak just in the defence of West Brom. I think Bart, Bartley's the only um, fit sort of uh, senior centre back at the club at the minute uh, who was not who was not tested positive for COVID. So that was a bit of that was a bit of a car crash. And then the Trixie, I had a car Trixie. Um, the first leg of which won O'Brien. It won perfectly, really, because I, I was saying it, he might he might struggle against O'Hare, and he got booked for a foul on O'Hare. Pretty cynical, but then. Um, Kipri was the other leg. He had COVID, uh, not in the side, so that was void. And then uh, Dizel on Monday in uh, Sheffield United's game against QPR was uh, called off. Another sort of COVID related, so so that was void as well. So I think it won at 4.75. You got 4.75 return. So if we, we would have got more money back in O'Brien as the single, but it was a trick. See, and it was just unfortunate that it all got it all got um, them two legs got. Uh, void, but um, a, a winning, a winning weekend, not nevertheless. Yeah, mine was also full of a few voids as well. I had two voids and a loss on my long shot. Uh, Sheffield United and both teams to score was void because the game was called off. Borough draw no bet finished as a draw, so void there. And then my long shot was draws in both the Derby and Forest games last weekend, which less said the better. So overall, just a bit of a weird week for us both, yeah. really. I was, it wasn't it. And uh, this week might be quite similar, to be honest. Games are falling like flies at the moment, and there's a good chance there may be even more dropping after after this podcast has been put out. So make sure you remember that heading into this weekend, listener. We'll kick off with our nap, our best bets for this coming weekend. Jimmy, what have you got? Yeah, I've gone um, the Friday night game, uh, Ish- the Ishmael Derby, and I've gone with both teams to score. No, it's um, at around 9 to 10 at, with Bet Victor. And that, and that price actually been, uh, it's been drifting, so it's been getting longer. So it might be worth holding out. Yeah, on that, but both teams to score now is the fancy. And I'll start with the host, Barnsley. Since their former manager's shop got the chop, um, Espargi's come in and, and he has looked to improve them defensively, but um, at, at the expense of their like limited attacking ability and the underlying data supports this with shots, shots on target, expected goals and expected goals against all down on the per game averages but the, the sort of epitome of this the, the best way to illustrate this this um 
uh, this increase in defensive solidarity is, is how the the, the uh, goals per game and goals per game against averages have decreased pre and post um, Aspargi. So before he came in, they averaged um, 0.67 goals per game. And in the four games since, that's gone down to 0.4 goals per game scored. So they're scoring um, 0.27 goals less per game. It, they've only played four, but the early signs are consistent. And But also, they're also conceding less goals. They used to average 1.33 against per game. And uh, now they're only conceding an average of one per game. So it's a pretty long-winded way of saying they are scoring less, but they are conceding less. But... The bottom line is they're, they're still picking up very little points and this is ultimately down to their woes in attack. Um, and as I, and as I've just pointed out, this is only this offensive uh, play is only getting worse under their new manager. Um, they have literally scored the fewest goals in the league, 15. Uh, and like I say, it looks to be getting worse. Um, West Brom are, are sort of struggling for goals um, in the goals department as well, but uh, for different reasons. They're just... They're underperforming their their XG by twelve goals. I mean, the attacking data is all really, really good. They're just they're just not taking chances, and this has been a running theme of the uh, of the season, especially against uh, the league's worst sides. Um, I mean, Ishmael said when he joined that his West Brom side would be an out of possession team. Um, so where, so when they face teams that don't want the ball either, the, the clash of style often leads to a dull game with a distinct lack of goals. Um, so West Brom struggled to break down a low block and this is epitomised by the fact that their three games against the newly promoted sides, Hull, Peterborough and Blackpool, have only seen two goals. Both teams have scored in none. Uh, in fact, two of those finished 1-0 to West Brom, the other finished 0-0 uh, against Blackpool. And then the, the most recent game against Reading, who are 21st, um, that position is sort of distorted by Reading's... Um, points deduction, but they have been poor recently, Reading, one, one of the, the lowest ranked sides in the form table. And that also finished 1-0. Uh, Reading offered very little in attack. They set up it um, with Andy Carroll as a lone striker and just looked to look to frustrate West Brom defensively. And West Brom were frustrated. They did struggle to break them down. There was wasteful in front of goal. So ultimately, um, the clash of styles, uh, the tight rotten ability in front of goal, West Brom's wastefulness. And I think the narrative... Um, I think Oldwell's going to be hostile. I think this all this all points to a lack of goals, and I, and with the goal with the goal uh, under two point five is a bit short. I think both teams to score is the way to go, especially as it looks to be getting longer. Uh, yeah, and that's my nap. Yeah, well, my nap this coming weekend is West Brom to win to nil against Barnsley, which you can get at fifteen to eight at Sky Bet. Mainly for much of the reasons that you've just explained, Jimmy. But I, I'm going to explain it anyway. I'll probably repeat a lot of what you've just said, but. West Brom are looking as solid as ever. They've conceded just once in the last four. They've got the best defence in the league and they're coming up against the worst attack in the league. Um, coming off the back of a dominant win against Reading, really, it was only 1-0 and the scoreline was generous to the Royals. West Brom could have won by about four or five. But as you say, they have been uh, very, mis very much misfiring in front of goal. But on the other hand, Reading barely laid a glove on West Brom. It's just really hard to see with Barnsley getting anything from this game. They've been showing very, very small signs of improvement, but nowhere near enough at this stage to show they're going to be safe or at the very least give West Brom too many problems in this game in particular. So when you look at the underlying data, it, it is quite worrying for Barnsley. They're yet to manage an expected goals of more than one in 
Poyas Bargi's four games in charge. They've got two goals in the last four and have managed just 10 shots in target in that time. And no disrespect to the sides that they've played in that time, but none of them are particularly outstanding either. So West Brom provide a much sterner test and I'm predicting a straightforward win for the Albion here. I actually think their odds of three to four um, for them just to win are quite generous, but 15 to eight for them not to concede as well looks really Really good value for me. So that's my nap for this coming weekend. 15 to 8, West Brom to win to nil against Barnsley. We're kind of singing off the same hymn sheet there, aren't we, with uh, yeah. our naps this week? So, in that case, we'll go straight to our next best then, Jimmy. What is your next best bet this coming weekend? Yeah, I, it just then, as we were talking about uh, the Barnsley game, I, I was thinking about changing it last minute, but I'm, I'm going to stick to it. And I've gone Coventry versus Stoke, Tyrese Campbell to score any time. Um, three to one with Betfair and Paddy Power. Um, this has been a, a, a player I've touted in, in this market a couple of times on this podcast. Um, a bit prematurely uh, in hindsight because I think I've tipped him twice. He, he started neither of the games, but he's definitely back now. He's definitely back. Um, he started the last three. He scored two of his sides last four goals, um, and he's had seven shots in his last two. He, he looks to. Him and uh, Rankic, uh, Rancic look to be sort of developing a, a really tasty partnership um, with, with his with his ability in front of goal and, and Rancic range of passing. I mean, he's a really cute player, very easy on the eye. Um, and I, as I've as I've uh, mentioned plenty of times before, the, the the main allure of this bet is Tyrese Campbell's goals per ninety average. It, it's nearly um, zero point five, which which to put it simply. It is means it, it, when he's playing and consistently he scores every other game. So a price of three to one is obvious value in, in the most simple, simple terms. So I'll uh, I'll not babble on for too long. It's also worth pointing out Coventry haven't kept a clean sheet in any of their last three games. They seem to be sort of stuttering. That the results have dropped off from from the um, start they made to the campaign, which had a few people talking about them. Um, to go up in the playoffs, that that seems to have fallen off slightly, and and a pattern, a theme of their games, especially recently, has been falling behind. Um, last weekend against Huddersfield, it took a late late equaliser um, to eventually share the points. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't expect Coventry to keep a clean sheet here. They do look uh, like uh, they've been starting slow recently, and uh, just Tyrese Campbell's price three to one looks so way too big to me. Yeah, I. Completely agree with that. I think Tyrese Campbell is one of them who, in the second half of the season, could be a deadly striker. Only thing I'd say about this game is, from what I've seen, it looks a bit unlikely that it might go ahead because I think there's a COVID outbreak in one of the two camps. So if you are listening and you're thinking, are you lacking the sound of that bet, then just make sure you keep that in mind because it's one of them which I think is... At the moment, the next one most likely to fall victim to COVID this coming weekend. Well, quite a few have fallen victim to COVID this weekend, haven't they? Um, and that could very well be another one. My next best bet is Bristol City to win at half time against Huddersfield, 23 to 10 at William Hill. Now, I fancy Bristol City to get the win in this game anyway. Their woes at home have now been put behind them after being winless for 10 months. They now can't stop winning at Ashton Gate. They've got 10 points from a possible 12 in their last four home games. 
strange how it all turns around like that on the uh, on the flick of a hat. But nonetheless, Huddersfield, on the other hand, seem to be a team going in the wrong direction. One win from seven. They're winless in their last seven away games. What was looking like a playoff push for them has quickly dissipated and there's no sign of that form stopping. So Bristol City to win in itself looks a decent bet. But then I found one which I like even more. And I've already told you, but it's around their bizarrely good record in the first half of games this season. Get this, Jimmy. Only Fulham, Bournemouth and Middlesbrough have been winning more games at half-time than Bristol City this season. It's paid out in more than half of their home games this bet this season. And keep in mind, they've been awful at home for much of it as well. The reason they're not higher in the table is pretty obvious, isn't it? They keep letting games slip away in the second half. So Bristol City to win in 90 minutes is best price 17 to 10, just slightly under 2 to 1. Bristol City to be winning at half time is 23 to 10, just slightly above 2 to 1. So you may as well in my book, if you're feeling brave, then Bristol City to be winning at half time and full time is 7 to 2. I would not be putting anyone off that because, as I say, I do fancy them to win this game. But because they've got a ridiculously and strangely good record at home, then uh, I'm, I'm really liking the look of Bristol City to be winning at half time. Shall we go to our long shots? Jimmy, what have you got? I, I was just going to say that that bet, when you told me that before we started recording, it did intrigue me. And did you, what? So you just said Bristol have been winning at half time in more than half of their games? At home this season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. And then, then you can get them. I, I never usually see a team price that much over um six to four in the halftime market. You know, you know, if it's a pick em game. So I don't get I don't get why they're that big. I'm definitely having that. I, I was just yeah. I was just trying to listen to what you were saying because that that's that seems like a, a, a nuts price. Yeah, the, the half price market is something I've been looking at quite a couple, quite a few times this season, but not actually put it out as a tip because the bookies always seem to think first halves are obviously going to be low scoring, aren't they? So yeah. they often don't really give you much good value. But when it's a team like Bristol City, who haven't been great this season, but have a strangely good record in the first half, then it's clearly one that the bookies may have overlooked. So 94 or 23 to 10, sorry, um, mm. for this bet, you can get 94 other bookies, but 23 to 10 is best price. Um, just looks a strange one to me. So I don't see why you wouldn't back it, really. Uh, no, but as I say, seven, seven to two, half-time, full-time. A bit tasty, isn't it? Anyway, let's go to our long shots, Jimmy. What have you got? Yeah, um, with, with with the uh, with the docket shriveling all the time with COVID, it would make sense to just uh, stick to a game uh, for your long shot. But I've gone for a cross-game card tricksy again. Treacherous, <laughs> foolish, probably, but I, I, I just, I, I just have so much fun with card tricks, and I can't believe we're getting all the championship games price. So just, just enjoy it. It's gonna be. I just love it. I can't get enough of them. Um, so I've got three players: one from Friday, one from Saturday afternoon, and one from Monday game. They've all got great referees, um, and and they're sort of valuable prices. So hey, we 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 could end up getting a couple of these voided, bit, but hopefully the others will win. So. I just think it's worth putting them together in a tricksy. It's 120 with um, 365. And the Ooh. first selection comes from Friday night, like I say, Oakwell. And it's Alex Mower. Um, he hasn't got an outrageous record for cards this season with four. Um, and most of them were towards the start of the season. I think he got two in the first two games. Um, but he, he has proved throughout his career he's more than capable of racking up cards. Um, Full-blooded tackler. Um 
But the reason I fancy him for a card in this game is um, it, I just think he'll be the pantomime villain. It, it, him and Ishmael, I, I don't think... I, um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think the Barnsley faithful will be uh, will be too forgiving of Ishmael, and especially not Moat for leaving them. Um, better opportunity or not, it's just I just don't think how, it's, how it works in South Yorkshire. So, um, yeah, I expect everything he does to be scrutinised, and I just think um, three to one, bit of a narrative play, but that's the first leg. The second one is, um, I said last week, O'Brien was my favourite of the three, and this one's probably my favourite of the three here. It's Riley McGree from Birmingham to be booked. That's at nine to two with three, six, five. He's got five in 876 minutes this season. And I think his time in England's almost up with, with his uh, uh, his loan coming to the end. So make the most of this one while you can. And then the last leg comes from Fulham's game against Sheffield United. Uh, Linnington, the best referee in the league for cards, he averages five per game, uh, has charge of this one. And I've gone for uh, Jaden Bogle, Sheffield United's right wing back to be carded. He has a cards per 90 average of... 0.2, so carded in roughly 20% of the of the games he plays. Uh, he, he had a particularly cynical record in the early days at Derby. I, I had no idea, but uh, a price of um, also a price of 92 represents value purely based on his cards per 90 average. It's also worth pointing out he'll be up against uh, Cabano, so away from home with a favourable ref and, and a valuable price. I think uh, it's worth chucking him into the mix. So my long shot card, Trixie. 120 to 1 with Bet365, Mowat, McGree, and Bogle. I'll tell you why Jaden Bogle had a questionable record at Derby. It's because going forward, brilliant wing back. Defensively, a bit shaky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm always interested to hear your uh, card tricksies, Jimmy. They're always good value to keep you going over the weekend, aren't they? My long shot this coming weekend is Blackpool to beat Peterborough 2 0, 17 to 2 at Sky Bet. This bet is mainly down to Peterborough and how poor they are away from home. We've mentioned it on the show before, but 10 losses from 11 away games. It truly is an absolutely abhorrent record. Blackpool were going well earlier in the season, but have undeniably not been as good recently. Three losses on the bounce, yet I still think they'll be too good for Peterborough. The reason I've gone for 2-0 is quite simple, and by that I mean look at Peterborough's away results. They haven't scored in six of their last seven away games and have conceded two or more in nine out of 11 taking these stats into account. And because Blackpool haven't been particularly flying recently, then 2-0 looks the most likely scoreline for me and represents good value. It's worth saying for future reference, handicap bets for Peterborough away games always seem to be good um, with the bookies because uh, basically they're not very good away from home, aren't they? And the bookies seem to really underestimate that. So definitely worth looking at that in the future, especially when they're playing better opposition than this Blackpool side. Um, Let's do our treble then, Jimmy, because we've got pretty similar bets this weekend. The treble we've gone for is basically based off my bets. <laughs> West Brom, Bristol City and Blackpool all to win. £10 pays £97 at bet365, which I think is pretty good value in my book. Just before we go then, Jimmy, can I round up? Can I get you to round up your bets for this coming weekend, please? Yeah, my nap um, is both teams to score no in Barnsley's game against West Brom. My next best is um, Tyrese Campbell to score any time in Coventry's game against Stoke, and that is three to one with Betfair and Paddy Power. And my long shot is a card Trixie at 
uh, with Bet365 at 120 to 1, and it's Moat, McGree, and uh, Bogle. I tell you what, the Tyrese Campbell price now could look invaluable in the second half of the season. I'm telling you, he's definitely one to keep an eye on for as the season goes on. My nap for this weekend is West Brom to win to nil against Barnsley in the game on Friday night. That's 15 to 8 at Skybet. Bristol City to be winning at half time against Huddersfield. That's 23 to 10 at William Hill. And my long shot is Blackpool to beat Peterborough 2 0, 72 at Skybet. The treble this week is West Brom, Bristol City and Blackpool. £10 pays £97 at Bet365. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. Good luck to everyone betting this weekend. Hopefully we'll have games yeah. to bet on because there are. it's looking quite alarming at the moment, isn't it, Jimmy? There are, mm. They're really going down very quickly. So uh, hopefully we'll have <laughs> some entertainment this coming weekend. But nonetheless, Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. This has been the second tier betting. We'll be back again. Actually, it's Christmas next week, isn't it? We'll probably record slightly earlier next week and put out the episode slightly earlier next week. We've got the Boxing Day games, haven't we? And uh, Unless we've got some uber-committed listeners who are listening on Christmas Day, then uh, we might want to put our episode out earlier, Jimmy, than usual. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out, listener, on your podcast feeds for that. Nonetheless, this has been the second tier betting. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. Thank you.